And on this episode of House Hunters on HGTV, you know, they go and of course they find the perfect apartment with all these amazing amenities. One being closets upon closets upon closets. I felt like I was in an episode of Modern Family, you know, closets, closets, closets. Right. But they had so many closets. And of course, Julius already, you know, I can put shoes there. I can see cooking there. Oh, two sinks. Room for all my stuff for the bathroom. And she's like got plans on moving in already hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and i am your host angelica this is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show It's 90 Day Fiancé time with my co-host, Leaky Bond Queenpin. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. We are recapping 90 Day Fiancé happily ever after season 6, episode 10 called Shadows of Doubt. We would love to hear from our audience. You can definitely submit it into the comments and we'll try to read out as much as we can in reply. But before we even get into it, how you doing, Coupon Queen Pen? I am awesome. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Wow, what an episode last night. I have to say, I laughed, and I also got angry, too. Oh, last night was a crazy show. You know, I find you can't make this stuff up because some of these... uh how can we say this? The lovely daisies that were picked for the show had really put a number on the season. Wow. Like I, I was just, I was laughing. I was angry and I laughed again. And then I was angry again. It was just a full roller coaster of emotions. Oh, it, you couldn't help but have a roller coaster of emotions. It was just like, wait, what? Did they really just say that? Did they really just do that? Like, what in the world is going on? I was... <sighs> the only thing I could say was I was actually grateful that Kalani and Asuelu were on last night. For real. Definitely. I agree. Because there's like, you know, he needs to be arrested by the way he describes his rock and rolling life experiences. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So who do you want to start with? Um, you know, let's get into Angela and Michael because it was such a short bit and I feel like, you know, it wasn't really much besides we saw Michael um, getting active again, trying to live the single life. I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot, I cannot, Michael, you cannot make this stuff up. Well, all I have to say is the goofballs are back. They were indeed. Yeah, well, I think we actually got to find out what they really think of uh, Angela and Michael's relationship and marriage and all of that because they really didn't approve. 
it was interesting to have them back and I glad they came back, but also his mindset, like from the beginning, you know, his, he's got his buddy who comes over, then the goofballs come, they play a little bit of soccer and he's like, you know, I got to exercise to lose all this weight because of the pandemic. Michael, you don't work. Did you forget that your wife, and I'm saying that with air quotes because we don't know what the status is for real because it's been under wraps and it's hard to dig deep of if they're still together or not. But he's right. just like, I gained all this weight because of the pandemic. Well, if you were still working, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't gain that much weight. But Again, it was nice to see the goofballs and seeing their perspective and how upset they were they didn't get invited to the wedding. And it's just kind of hard to sink that in because they did disrespect Angela to a certain extent, but also because the way she behaved, which makes sense. You know, you do something, the other one has to attack back. But I just like, you still wanted to get, you still want to get invited to that wedding, even though you hate the woman that he was married yeah that was kind of weird to me because they were really insulted that he didn't invite them and i'm like she didn't like you why would you want to be at that wedding it really did not make sense i agree and i'm just like okay they decide to dig the past into the past and they talk about his current status right now which is the fact of him being signal single well yeah because he's saying you know like we broke up but the funniest thing is one of his friends is just like with the weirdest smirk on his face like oh thank goodness and i'm like oh boy like they really did not like angela they didn't and also the other part of their little conversation that they had was how angela got weight loss surgery and how he wasn't happy about it and breast reduction surgery and it you know again i did not like how michael reacted to it like he was just like you know she had best re breast reduction surgery and the goofballs were like how could she have that like you know yeah, I think that was one of the funniest moments because one of the goofballs is like, big boobs are the best. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's like for real. I was kind of like, all right, all right, all right. We get it. We get the whole country, The most men from that country. I, it seems like 90% of them need to find a woman with big breasts. I'm just like, wow, okay. But overall, with their conversation, they were shocked that Michael was able to call them back and see them because she was a whole gains about the whole situation. And back in the United States, we see Angela visiting her lawyer. Lou. Yeah, which we find out that Angela's doing the same thing that she was doing before. You know, the I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you. Because we thought she was really, really done. I mean, isn't that the impression you got from last week's episode? That she was just really, really done? And then she's like, well, what if we decide to stay together and I pull the spousal visa and this and that? And the lawyer's like, then you have to get remarried. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if this is like... I, I don't, ju I just don't get Angela's indecisive mindset. 
I don't get either. Like a lot of these couples think, you know, we pay, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money to go through this process. It's not a joke. Of course, lawyer fees add up very quickly. And there's also the, the paperwork that you got to pay it to and all the other fees, right? Like it's just, it accumulates. Like some people I know personally have spent a minimum of 50,000. And by the time everything's said and done, because after when the person comes over, you're still visiting the lawyer, still got other stuff to fill out at the end. It's like $150,000. And some people spend more because maybe there's other situations involved, but I have to say like most of these couples think it's like, you know, I'm going to go buy this piece of uh, clothing at Walmart and I'm going to buy, I'm going to wear it and then return it in 90 days. Like it's that easy. No, it's not. Like I, I feel like Lou has mentioned before in previous seasons about this whole process. And again, I know it's been a while and they forget, but it's like, you got to really make that decision, especially with these other couple that we're going to talk about as well later on. It's not easy. You have to really make that decision. Are you going to be with this person or not? Like, really, like, make it make your mind up here. Yeah, because, okay. For those of you that are following me on Twitter during the episode, and you guys know I love to tweet live. So... One of the, like, there were quite a few comments on the Angela, because I said now Angela's reconsidering, you know, and, you know, somebody said, um, soy la mejor said, she's done like always, you know, that's with the laughing, crying, laughing emojis. And Charday said, she reconsiders every week. Sabrina was saying, how many times did she call off the wedding, LOL, which we all know she called off the wedding every time it's, Michael, I'm not marrying you. So we know that. Um, then Jake B says, we're done, never. And Sumatra Thompson said something really interesting, and she said, Without Michael in this show, she has no income. So these are the thoughts of people that were watching the Angela segment. Well, thank you for reading those comments out because it's it's true what the everybody's been mentioning. It's just like she always is done and done and done. I'm done, Michael. I'm done. I'm done. It's just that's her line. I'm done. This is over. I'm done. This is over. Like she should start making a song like the famous song that we've heard. Hot sauce, hot sauce. So you're going to be my hot sauce. Right, right. That so, weird song. <laughs> right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm curious to know how this plays out. And this guy's really just set in stone. Like I'm going to be living single. I'm like, okay. Because in next week's episode, we find out that she calls him. Um, they haven't been talking for a while and she tells him like, um, I want to have a divorce, but then you kind of see his like body language, like it sinks in. Like, I'm not going to be able to make it to America. Yeah. Cause he wanted to make it to America and enjoy the American lifestyle. So we'll see how that plans out when she actually tells him, Hey, this is over. We are done. I went to go see my lawyer and 
we are cutting everything out, which I'm kind of excited to see how they both are going to react and then, you know, get that unexpected call a couple hours later. I love you, Michael. I love you. You never know, which tends to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to talk next week and he doesn't want to let her speak. Mm-hmm. He has to say his piece. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to you, Michael. I'll be watching with my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about Tiffany and Ronald. Oh my gosh, this man. This I just couple to. drove me crazy this episode. Now, yes, he knew they were coming to South Africa. Yes. He should have, maybe he should have prepared better, but dear goodness, Tiffany, does anyone, did we, did we all not watch last week's episode when this man built an entire room from nothing? Like he didn't just paint a room. Like it wasn't a room that was there. He built a room for, for Daniel. And so like they start this week and Daniel and Ronald are scraping the, um, the, I guess they left the cardboard on the floor too much, too long. So it's stuck to the floor. And they're scraping the cardboard off the floor. And, you know, Tiffany looks in the, in the, in the refrigerator and she realizes that he's only had six eggs, which is what they ate for breakfast. Now she's like, well, what are we going to eat? What are we going to do? Oh, my gosh. He knew that we were coming. He didn't prepare. Why didn't he prepare? How is this going to work? And I'm like, this man spent all night making a room. Cut him some slack. I mean, last week she was like, not my South African man. Now it's, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know. Like, why did you come? Why did you come to South Africa if you're going to complain about everything? So she's like complaining that they need to go shopping and blah, blah, blah. Now he's got hot dogs or something and she wants other things for the kids to eat, which is understandable because they may not be used to eating like that. So they go to the supermarket. He starts showing her, you know, this is what the meat section is. And she's like, uh, what is that? Like, she's never been to a vivero. Like, really? You've never been to a butcher shop or a vivero or anything where you've seen cows and chickens and everything? Like, come on. I, I was just so put off by her. Then the other thing is because he starts trying to buy food forever to make them stay, he overspends. It comes down to 3,661 dollars and I don't know what their money is called. Hold on, I will find out. But 
And he doesn't have the $661. No, he doesn't have the $600. And that translates into $50 US and she's flipping out. Now he's got most of it. And okay, as the coupon queen pin, I know I've seen people get to the register and get sticker shock because they weren't paying attention to what they were spending. But you wanted this man to buy food. He was supposed to go in and just buy and buy and buy. And now she's, see, he can't take care of a family. How is he supposed to do this? Why should I have to pitch in? Like, girl, it's $50. Like, I, I was so turned off by Tiffany last night. I, I just, ugh. It was just like she irritated me to my core. I don't know. I don't know. And it's just like she wants to give him no credit. She just wants to be able. And But we've seen this before. We've seen this attitude before with Devin Clegg. You know, the, well, you don't know how to take care of kids and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, Okay. But the crazy part is they get home after she spends the $50 for food and he starts putting away the food. She doesn't want to have to put away the food because she's so tired. She's so exhausted. And I'm going, wait, what? But then the baby starts crying and it's like, well, come here. I need you to come here. Something got spilled on the floor. The floor got wet. He had to mop it up before somebody fell. And when I tell you to come here, I want you to come here. You need to come and help me. This is not fair. This is not fair. I had to put on Twitter, why is it the moms of 90 Day Fiance act like they don't know how to do anything if their husband isn't running to their side? I, I don't get this. But... What gets me is these are the same women that supposedly had babies before they met these men. So it's like, you didn't know how to take care of your kid? I'm very confused. I, I don't know. She just irritated me yesterday. Sorry for the rabbit hole, everyone. No, I, I got to give you my perspective of things that I probably one part I'm, I'm going to kind of disagree on, but I understand he worked so hard. He knew he, they were coming. I know he worked what 24 hours to finish the room. He could have had something in there. At least he could have tried to get at least one day worth of groceries. At least um, it's just like, <sighs> I, she irritated me too, but also he, I got irritated more by Ronald because yeah, he, he needs to learn how to multitask. This is the reality. Like you need to learn how to kind of just put a towel there in the meantime, send an alert and say, Hey guys, like there is a wet floor. Just give me a second or let Daniel help get Daniel to help him out. But I feel like Daniel already does way too much as it is anyway. So it's like, why would you want to bother Daniel? He's been such a great kid, but I just feel like Ronald, uh, in, oh my gosh, but that comment he made how he's got a wife, he doesn't want to do poopy diapers, and it's just like nobody wants to do poopy diapers. I'm pretty sure there's no mom out there that says, 
I don't want to do like we'll do booby diapers. You have no choice. It's your child. You need to learn how to just be the parent. I know right, it's the first right. time, but also like, how could you say stuff like that? Like, that's why I have a wife. You know, that irritates the crap out of me. Oh, yeah, that that really got to me. But it was just so like her attitude was so sucky. Like she was, I think it just it's so much that she reminded me of Devin that looking for any reason just to return to the United States. It's like, but why did you bother to come? And it's always the excuse of, well, the kids need their dad. I agree with you. Yeah, it's true. It's always, she's exactly like Devin trying to find an excuse to put off this relationship, but Overall, they are both at fault. She could have said, you know, I'm, I'm going to need the help. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that. Like, and also Rana could have just put two and two together. And I feel like he's just so keen on his plan. He kind of reminds me of um, Pinky in the Brain trying to set up a plan of how I'm going to get my family to stay in South Africa. And it's just like he could have budgeted groceries better. There were so many things that I could say about Ronald that I'm just like, oh man, I just want to like, oh, punch you in the throat. <laughs> I don't, I like, I was yeah. just so irritated, but also yeah. she made it worse as well. And I understand her frustration, but she's playing that game, that game of Devin of like, oh, I come here and he's just useless. He doesn't help me. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And it's just da 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 da. And it's just it's yeah, in record. That's the crazy part. And then she he gets the chicken and she's like, I don't know how to cook that. Wait, what? You don't know how to roast a whole chicken. It's it's it, see things like this really make me question. What are you? What were you doing? She's like, well, I cook chicken breast. I cook this. I don't. I don't know how to make a whole chicken. And it's like, guess what? You can Google it. You can ask your mom. You can, like, but she's yelling at him, like, "What'd you buy this for? I don't know how to cook a whole chicken." Ask someone. You you ask. You can ask his mom. You can ask. There are people you can ask. How do I cook a whole chicken? Exactly. There, It's just these two, again, she's just dragging time and she could have just ended this relationship a long time ago. But again, she's pulling like a Devin and it's just really annoying and irritating at this point. But next week we do see um, him getting upset with Tiffany because she's complaining about their relationship to his mother. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, like, come on, you got to help out too. You can't expect Daniel right. to do all the work because I felt like he used Daniel twice, even though I said he could have helped with the mopping, but he could have said, you know, hey, Daniel, just, I feel like he said, Daniel, watch your sister for me while I do this and then something else. And then we've heard Tiffany use Daniel as well because obviously he's the only competent person out of everybody at this point. He's the only adult in the in the, in the room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, actually, it's not a rumor. She did get gastric surgery, um, Dahlia. There we go. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a rumor. She did get on live because she was hinting about this surgery. The only rumors that have been floating around is about her divorce, and she has confirmed she has not divorced um, Ronald. So, 
but she did get gastric bypass. Um, so we will see how this goes. I think, you know, it's like once a 90 day person jumps on it, everybody else has to jump on it too. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and but, also, um, you could finish. <laughs> oh, but it is, I just found out how much it is. And it is $256.76 in U.S. dollars. That's how much their groceries came to. Also, um, David, David, David from David and Annie, actually, he got um, surgery as well. <laughs> yeah, he did. he did. He did get surgery and he looks amazing. He looks awesome. But damn, everyone's getting on the, jam the bandwagon of surgeries of weight loss like holy crap is there going to be reunion of everybody of i feel like it's one of those six by 600 pound life and then there's going to be a reunion um sean's going to be there of course because they can't find any other host and it's like all the cast who got surgery before and after like what is going on i know it's so funny it's so funny well who did you want to talk about next Okay, let's see. I guess we can go with the crazy people in the room. <laughs> okay, like now we got to figure out which crazy people I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess we can actually get Princess Andre and his royal oh, subject yeah. Libby out of the way. Mm -hmm. So on this episode, Kardashians ride in an RV. Um, they are, you know, Andre is at his breaking point, of course, with Becky, because he decides to talk shop on the RV, which they said they were not supposed to do. And, you know, now Becky is pissed because she feels like she's being left out. And so he stops the RV like he's everybody's dad, you know. You better act right or I'm going to turn this car around. And he's like, Becky, come out here. Come out here. Come out here. And she's like, I'm not coming out there with you. But she actually now, of course, his royal subject, he's like, go out. Just go out there. Just go out. You know? So, of course... Becky not wanting to get jumped in the woods, um, <laughs> finally agrees to go out and her husband follows her out. And of course, Chuck GoFundMe follows them out because what's a good squabble without Chuck GoFundMe? Um, you know, and they are arguing about this thing back and forth. And Chuck keeps saying, I did not want to talk shop, but here's the only issue. He did not stop it. He did not stop. He started engaging Andre with this, this conversation. And it's like, okay, you're like, somebody's back there and they're getting jealous. You could have just, see, my Mimi agrees. It's like, you know, they should have just not talked shop. And so she's telling him, you know, I think you're full of crap. I think that this shouldn't be going on. You're stepping on my toes and all this stuff. And, of course, 
Chuck being the bad diplomat that he and Jen are, are like, is just like, you know, well, let's not talk shop. Let's get to our first Airbnb and see what we can do. Let's not talk about work. And of course, here comes Becky's husband, you know, Mr. Johnny come lately. Oh, just don't talk about work on a family trip. I don't know what else to say about these people. They're they're like nuts. They're nuts. So I'm thinking they're getting to their first destination. They're not getting to their first destination. I mean, I, I thought they had made it to their destination. They didn't get to their destination. They make it to the first Airbnb where they're spending overnight. And it seems like time passes. You would think that everything's cool. But of course, here we go in typical 90-day fiancé fashion. No one's watching Eleanor. Eleanor somehow gets up the stairs. And, of course, while her daughter's on the staircase, what does Libby do? Call Eleanor's attention. And she begins to fall backwards. I agree. Andre should have been watching her. But it's like, why weren't you going up the stairs to get her? Like, I, I'm so confused. And she's like, I caught her. She didn't hit anything. I caught her. But El poor Eleanor is crying and crying and crying. And one of the things which Jen said, which she was trying to explain to her is part of the reason she's so frustrated now is because the two of you are just yelling at each other. They're like screaming at each other for no reason. So the baby is feeling this frustration and she's reacting. And it's like... And everybody's like, well, why didn't you catch the baby? Well, why did you go to the bathroom? Well, are we really having this argument? Is anyone seeing if baby Eleanor is actually okay? But he doesn't take the blame. He's just like, there's a lot of people, family members that, you know, they they can't even watch uh, uh, Eleanor. Sorry. Kind of like stumble there. Couldn't remember her name for a minute, yeah. huh? <laughs> now you know, right? <laughs> so I was just like, dude, you could have said, Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Could someone watch her? And you know, yes, I could have I could see Libby kind of like frightening her and then she falls back, obviously. But it's just like he doesn't take he doesn't take the blame. He's never at fault. And I, I've met people like this, and it just frustrates the crap out of me they're never gonna take the blame they're never gonna admit they're wrong it's like he had to reverse it and say well there's so many family members why couldn't uh they help out or see watch her you just have to yell out where you're going so these family members know okay there's gonna be a kid on the loose let's watch them but since if you don't say anything besides asking for a hundred grand every single time then obviously no one wants to listen or help you out Agreed, agreed. And that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 definitely agreeing that Andre is at fault too, because that's the least he could have done. Say, hey, I'm I've gotta I've gotta go to the bathroom really badly. Can someone just keep an eye on Eleanor? I mean, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. You just gotta yell it out. Yell it out. I'm going to the bathroom, not just go to the bathroom, walk out. There's obviously a little accident that happened 
And, you know, the little girl's frustrated because now the parents are, like, fighting. But it's just, like, dude, like, seriously. And the way he talks to her on top of that, I think everybody just, like, you know, the way he talks to her is, like, the way he murdered that refrigerator door. But he's always talking to her like that. That's the crazy part. He's always talking to her like that. I mean, think about that time when he grabbed her phone in the car. Well, I guess she likes it, so... That's exactly she's still up. married to the man yeah she still is so i guess she likes it but then she complains and um i'm trying to find a pg word because we always like to keep this pg <laughs> she complains and she witches about the fact that he, he like the way he talks to her and i'm just like dude this has been happening since you were the beginning stages of meeting him and bringing him here. So there's nothing new about it. It's just your fault for dealing with it at the end of the day. And you just married to that. So uh, those two just, I, the whole family, like they need to go already. Oh yeah. They definitely need to go already. Okay. Let's move on from these guys because clearly next week there's going to be, we're still waiting for the pool fight. Now there's a fight in the kitchen next week. TLC, you got to give us the correct previews for the next week's episode. Cause I could have sworn we, we were going to see Tammy this week. Uh, we were going to see a pool fight and I, I didn't see none of it. Yeah. So just so you know, from now on, you can actually use the word kvetch, which actually is Yiddish, which is something that we do. Okay. New Yorkers understand we, we, we have this weird New York East kind of language where we speak Yiddish, Spanish, a little bit of Italian and English all at the same time. There are okay. words that we uh, we use interchangeably and only New Yorkers know this. So like, yeah, you can say that she was kvetching. All right. I will write that down. <laughs> it's, it's PG enough. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about the infamous couple that everyone cannot stop talking about. Oh my gosh, I just gotta play the tune. Okay, so we're talking about Julian Brandon. They're on a mission. <laughs> mission impossible to find an apartment oh my gosh so yeah like i i don't know what was with the whole black ops uh outfits that was the weirdest thing ever their the pillow talkers went crazy they're both dressed in black and he's got on this turtleneck and they've got the shades and they look like they've got a message that is going to self-destruct in 10 seconds. I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> Don't so, worry, Julia. We're not going to take Brandon away because nobody wants him. So I feel like when him. she was just like, oh, yeah, Brandon, you look so good. So good. I'm just like, girl, you and those turtlenecks. He looked like somebody that his mom dressed for picture day. <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> so, okay. These two go to find, you know, it's like, and on this episode of House Hunters on HGTV, you know, they go and of course they find the perfect apartment with 
all these amazing amenities, one being closets upon closets upon closets. I felt like I was in an episode of Modern Family, you know, closets, closets, closets. Um, right. But they had so many closets. And of course, Julius already, you know, I can put shoes there. I can see cooking there. Oh, two sinks. Room for all of my stuff for the bathroom. And she's like got plans on moving in already. Now, when they were going, you know, Brandon's telling her, you know, I don't know what he planned on moving into because he's he's telling her his what was it? His price range was zero to eight hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Zero. And I'm like, dude. Okay, no. So, and he's trying to tell her, you know, it can be twelve hundred dollars. Some places around here cost eighteen hundred dollars. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, they get into this place. It looks amazing. I mean, it's spacious. It's got two bedrooms. It is awesome. And when they talk to the property manager, property manager's like, yeah, this one's $1,800. And we can tell by Brandon's face that he's just like, no, we, we, we don't need this much space, which was, you know, code for I'm not spending this much or I had no plans on spending this much. But Julia is like already set in her mind, like, you know, you have a job and I'm getting a job and, you know, we'll be able to afford this. But what Julia's not realizing is she's not working yet. She is not working yet. So she has no money but you know we cannot forget that julia thinks that milking the cows feeding the pigs and all the others can get money out of their bums i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm like what the heck so she wants to move into this place she's ready to sign a lease she's telling you know brandon we sign lease we sign lease you know, I'm surprised she didn't say, we sign lease or I go Russia. You know, her famous line. <laughs> um, but he kind of actually is able to talk her out of it. And so they're continuing their hunt. So we will see which part of the HGTV dream they end up on next week because it looks like they may find something. But in between this, now Julia actually goes on an interview for a job at a gym. And she goes to Crunch Fitness, which I was like, wow, Crunch Fitness is everywhere. <laughs> she goes to Crunch Fitness and she wants to, she's auditioning to be an instructor. And she's now like, she does her routine and this guy that is interviewing and watching her audition, his if his eyes got any wider, he would look like, I don't know if you've ever seen that Looney Tune character, the wolf, whose eyes like pop mm -hmm. out of his head. <laughs> That's what he looked like. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because she's like doing this like sexy dance because remember, she was a go-go dancer. And which, 
you know, here's the one thing. They do have different types of dance classes. So there's something for everyone. And yes, for those that were like, why is she putting on heels? You don't put on heels during a dance class. There are some dance classes and exercise classes that require heels. So, yeah. So he tells her, you know, you're doing great. He asks her to show him what, you know, how she would teach her moves to someone. And he says, you know, this is awesome. I think you're amazing. But she has no certification. And she thinks that he should hire her on the spot because she's a great dancer. But to work in a gym, you need all of those certifications, which is going to take her at least another month. And she's like, you know, because of course she still has the HGTV dreams in her head. She's thinking, you know, if I get this job right now, I can convince, I can convince Brandon to sign the lease. So we know go to Russia, you know, but unfortunately she has to get the certification and she's bummed about that. I was like, really, dude, like you need certification for everything. This is America. You need like credentials. You need certifications. You need training courses done. And she's like, what's wrong with this country? (laughs) She's like, I'm sorry. It's not Russia where apparently you can become an assistant to a judge. You can be a judge. You can be a police officer. You can be in... Well, remember, she said she talked her way into dancing. Like, she's like, I want job here. And they let her dance. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, seriously, who knows? But we will see next week about their hunt because they end up finding a place. And they invite Ron and Betty over. And they don't tell them until they're there that they actually leased a place. So... We'll, well see. think about Betty. I, I wouldn't tell Betty either. I wouldn't tell her either. <laughs> it's like I, I don't I don't think I would tell her until moving day. And that's what it seems like they're doing. But I don't think he's gonna be able to walk away with her 1970s furniture. And uh she, he's she's gonna he's gonna have to buy new furniture all in all because she's gonna be like, Nope, you're leaving that thing here. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on and let's talk about Yarn Jovi because um, she has to look for a new apartment. So Yara has been back at Mama Gwen's house for quite some time. She's been tested twice negative for, for COVID. So she's been stuck there. Um, I got to say this and I have to mention it again. Gwen is the NVP after being disrespected and being talked to like that. That woman brought back her into her house in open arms. Oh my gosh, I don't think I would do that, but I guess it all depends when that time ever comes when if there is a situation like that. But anyways, I was just like that woman deserves the MVP award because she really just after being spoken to like that and saying like I got to do this alone and you had all the help and blah 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 blah, blah she ended up taking her back, but uh, you know, she's in love with her grandchild, and I think that's why she did it. It's for the grandchild at the end of the day. But this week, um, she they want to get a hold of Jovi, and she brings up the laptop. And oh, again, 
this part really ticked me off where she says, you look like poor just because a laptop is old. Like the woman has a roof over her head. She's got everything. She's worked her life. And it's just like the way she says these comments, I'm just like, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Natalie because it's like the high class situation. Of right. This. Right. You know, they do come from, I don't know if they're from the similar country. Yes. She's from yes, Ukraine. They yes. They're both from Ukraine this high class mentality is just like, really like be thankful that you have somebody who's actually working really hard to provide for your high maintenance type of lifestyle. Because again, she lived a high maintenance lifestyle back home. Now they get a hold of Jovi and he has some bad news. He's got to stay past Christmas at work. And she is like devastated. And it's just like, I don't get her. I'm really trying to understand, but I just don't get her. She complains about not having Jovi around. But when it comes to her mom, with uh, sorry, when it comes to his mom, I have to do this alone. I can do this by myself and yada, yada. But then when Jovi's not there, Jovi, I need you. I need you right now. You need to find a different job. I need you with me all the time. I need your help. It's like, what right. is it? Like you, you, you put, portray yourself in front of his mom that you can do this on your own, that you're like superwoman, and then you can, you need your space. But then when it comes to Jovi, it's like, oh my god, I need you here. I don't know what to do. What are we gonna do? And it's just like, dude, like I really, I'm so confused about her. That's the crazy part. She just, and I think to me when she said, you know, your computer's like. Like a poor person's computer. I, honestly, me, at that point, I would have said, well, I guess you're going to the library to use their computer because my computer's too poor for you. Like, Gwen was really good about it because I, I think I would have taken my laptop back in the room. Like, like you said, use your phone. Y yeah, And and she's she couldn't do anything. She's holding Mila all the time, and she can't move her hands. And it's so weird. It it was just like, why? But after he hits her with all of that, then he hits her with, well, the lease is going to be up in a couple of weeks. But we found out that she actually already knew that, and she was the one that decided not to renew the lease because. She doesn't want to be in New Orleans. So it's like, okay. So she wants to find a place where she wants to live and Jovi just has to pay for it. Which I agree they do need a bigger place because remember they were in a one bedroom. But I'm pretty sure there are two bedrooms in New Orleans. But... Gwen, believe it or not, actually approves of the neighborhood that Yara picked out, which is like, whoa. But when it comes to moving day, they find out that Yara hasn't done anything. She's sitting there just holding Mila. Stage She's like, well, five clinger. Yeah, like, what did you want me to do? 
not have your mother-in-law and your grandmother-in-law come and like move you Mm -hmm. (sighs) i don't know that was really sad like you know the woman has done a lot she brings her mom with her which is like you mentioned yara's grandmother-in-law and it's like Really, you haven't done anything. Do you expect the room, the the movers, to do everything for you? It's I get it. She's attached to her baby. She just wants to like be there every second. But you do have to move. You do have to do your stuff. Like I'm pretty sure if she has to do her hair and makeup, which we've seen, she's always have has good hair and makeup. Definitely, she dedicates time for that and puts Mila somewhere. But she's just like uh, you know, last last season with her, I was like, you know, I like this girl, and I didn't like Jovi. Now I'm just like. I can't believe I'm going to say this Uh, team Joby because he's working his butt off and (laughs) providing for this lifestyle. And she's just sitting there like, you know, please cater me because, you know, I have a baby and I need you to uh, just help me out. And it's like, uh, okay, like, who are you, the princess? And I think that's what the grandmother said. She, she thinks she's the princess and chooses not to do anything. And something along those lines, I don't remember, but I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like pretty bad. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. But they finally make it over to where they're, you know, they're moving to because they got the movers. Of course, Jovi paid for the movers, paid for the new lease, you know, and everything. And she so far seems to be happy. So we will see how this goes. I'm sure Julia would have loved that, eh? Oh, definitely. Definitely. (sighs) So... Who are we on to now? I believe we have only one couple. Correct me if I'm wrong. Natalie and Mike. Yeah, that's it. It's Natalie and Mike. Oh gosh, Natalie and Mike. I swear these two. Like I need. We need to stop seeing them. This is another couple. Besides the atrocious family of Libby and Andre and everybody else, it's um, <laughs> Natalie and Mike. So she meets a new friend online. Her name is Julia, and they hit it off. Okay, but here's the question. Now, <laughs> according to Natalie, and, and I know you saw this comment on Facebook, on Twitter. According to Natalie, last week she had no friends. Mm-hmm. She had no one. And she complained about it? She complained about it. Now, all of a sudden, she mystically, magically has Julia, who she's known for six months. <laughs> I have no friends. I have no friends. I have nobody. I have no friends. <laughs> you're 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 too good with the accents. I can't do it them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just, you know, she has this thing. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, I need to get a surgery. And ever since she's come to America, she's had a hard time breathing through her nose. Which was like, wait, what? <laughs> The pillow talkers on this comment, I got to share with you guys if you haven't had a chance to watch it. Kenny was just like, just stick some tissues up your nose and you'll be fine. Yeah, it was super weird. It was super weird. So we don't know what's going on with her nose. But of course, she's like, yeah, I go, I go, I go to doctor and I schedule surgery. I have no insurance. Okay, first of all, I will say this, either 
TLC's fitting the bill for this one, or this was already paid for because in the United States, unless it's an emergency surgery, they are not doing surgery first and asking you to pay later. So she would have had to have proof that she either had some sort of insurance, could pay for it, or something first. So the very fact that they're booking a surgery, like, next week, like, come on. This was definitely done for production. Like, I I couldn't. But the crazy part is she books the surgery, doesn't know, according to her, doesn't know if it can be paid for, but she tells her friend, Julia, you know, the six-month imaginary friend that she didn't have last week because she had no one. Um, And she now, you know, they're, they're at Julia's house and they're talking and Julia wants to know, you know, what are you going to help? Are you going to, she asked Mike, are you going to help Natalie? And, you know, I can't, I, I, I don't feel, how can I put it? I kind of feel bad for Mike. The reason I kind of feel bad for Mike is because to be ambushed with something like this, it makes it sound like Natalie is just, you know, talking a whole bunch of Britney Spears initials behind his back. Because now it makes it seem like, oh, he's done nothing for her. And like, he's just going to leave his wife trying to fend for herself right after a surgery. I just, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it at all. I, I, I'm just like, and he was mad and she's like, well, I don't know why you're mad. He's mad because you told a stranger first before you told your husband. I don't know. But yeah, right now, that was my biggest pet peeve with really with, um, with Natalie was that she didn't tell him that all of that was going on. So yeah, it was just really that she didn't tell him. And and that was really my biggest thing was like, how, how do you not expect this man to be upset when he's your husband and you tell a stranger first? That's the crazy part. There's just been a lot of miscommunication with these two, which we obviously talked about previously episodes. It's just, I get the frustration when you don't understand someone. Trust me, I I go through that every day because for those who don't know, my mother-in-law doesn't speak English and um, I have this broken Portuguese and my fluent Spanish to kind of replace the things. And sometimes when I don't understand, I'm just like, I don't know what you're asking for. Like, for example, this weekend, she's like asking me for folders for a cabinet. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're like. It's a word that I never heard of and ever thought that they would call folders in this certain way that I'm just like WTF. So it it becomes frustrating for the both of us and it's, it's not easy. So she needs to, again, she doesn't stop and say, Hey, like, what do you mean by this? 
and we've mentioned it before where she just right. assumes the worst of the worst like when he says you left me in the dark it's like i don't respect you and i'm glad he asked what do you think i'm trying to say because you know you could have mike could have done that so many times but he hasn't because he just flares up and goes crazy and you know just he puts on his witch face and just keeps going like he's just frustrated the witch face really <laughs> witch face well i'm trying to keep it pg i'm doing somewhat of a good job no <laughs> yeah you are yeah you are because <laughs> there's some moments i just want to let it out well last night i did let it out so <laughs> but i she doesn't like how could you not tell and i don't feel like and the pillow talkers have said they don't feel like it's an actual nose surgery because she can't breathe it's more because she wants to fix her nose as a nose job and he, because she's like, it's going to cost a lot, a lot of money. And I'm thinking, okay, like, depending on the surgery, I don't even know what how it is like there. I know for us, it's like, if it's a medical reason, then it's free. If it's not, then you fork out whatever the cost is. But I don't know. I just, she's, she's just nuts. Okay. She is just nuts. Like, I don't know how else to put it. She's just crazy. Mike, again, and I'm going to keep saying this, he could have prevented this from the day he left the Ukraine from that previous season. So, hey, bud, this is what you get. So, here's the funny thing. People are already dragging her because they're saying, yes, it was a nose job, which we know is purely cosmetic, and she gave a fake reason on last night's episode. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Like, seriously. This woman just needs to go. And I love how she says, this is my house. And I'm thinking, oh, it's your house. Okay. You don't really do anything. But sure, it's your house. It's not really under your name. It's not your house. And I say it because I brought, I've been brought up like that. What's your money is your money. What's his money? It's his money. Um, so that's my mentality, the way it was grown up. But it's just like you contribute to nothing. Like there's more women who contribute to, to, to the household and that's their household. Like that's their house. Like they do all what they need to do. And it's just, you come in here doing nothing and expect that this is your house. I don't think so, Natalie. I honestly don't think so. I don't I don't agree with her. I don't like her. Right. Um, but she's just like, this is my house. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay. And Michael wants me to be an American girl. No, Natalie, it's just common things that you need to learn if you own if you own a vehicle. And you know, be appreciative that this man's taking the time and showing you how to, you know, maintain your vehicle because Believe it or not, in this area where I live, an, uh, just to change wiper blades, they're ca they're charging customers $80, and it's pretty ridiculous. Wow. Yes, it's crazy. And if you're a woman, unfortunately, because that's the society of let's charge women more because, you know, we can get more out of them and they'll say yes. Not me, because my dad taught me to learn how to maintain your vehicle, change brakes, check oil fluids everything and change lights because it will save you a ton of money because unfortunately here women take advantage get taken advantage a lot and worse if you don't if you're even a male who doesn't know anything about vehicles it's just as bad so 
you know, he, he did a really good thing of teaching her the basics because I do mostly everything myself and I can, I save a lot of money. I'm just going to put that out there. And my dad's taught me don't want, you know, I forgot what the phrase is again. It's, it's better obviously in Spanish, but basically along the lines of, you, um, don't let a man, don't let a man do the things that you need to do. Some, something like that. I got to figure it out, but it was really good because it's, I've been very hands-on, but Natalie, like, oh, I know. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, I just looked it up. Uh, places like AutoZone and Advanced Auto Parts will, if you buy the the wiper blades for the, the from from them, will do it for free. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, if you ever get stuck in Toronto and uh, you need some wiper blades changed, I will help you because <laughs> $80 that's what it's going for because since the pandemic everything's gone up in price so oh yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but here is the funny thing I just got some serious tea on Miss Natalie okay spill it the reason the real reason and somehow someone got this out of her before the real reason she wanted the nose job was because people made fun of her nose during the tell-all. So they were making fun of the way she looked during the tell-all. She decided she needed to be insta-famous, which is also the reason that Miss Natalie has gone and lost 30 pounds because her fans were talking about her. Air quotes, her fans. Her fans told her that she needed a new nose job. Hmm. Yeah, which is part of the reason she went to Florida. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> she went to Florida and she will be, and I hate to say this, she will be on the second season of The Single Life. And, you know, I'm hoping that some of the men can really put her in her place. You know what? You guys remember Patty Zingler, I think her last name is? Yeah. I think she needs to run the single life whole franchise because oh my gosh I remember when Heidi Montag was on that show before was it before Spencer or after Spencer I don't know who it was somebody from the hills or Laguna Beach and she really put that person in her place and I was just like oh my gosh like Patty you need a Patty Zingler in pretty much in these shows because it's like she will get to you and try to fix you and tell you the truth without any like shame. And it's just like, oh my gosh, standing ovation for Patty. So Patty needs to come <laughs> to a tell all for the single life because really it's like she will dig into your soul and tell you how it is. I would love to see her just rip it apart as a host. Like, that would have been oh, awesome. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and yes. And, you know, she can deal with Natalie. She can really put her in her place. Because I think that's what she did with Heidi Montag um, when she was on The Single Life. And I was just like, oh, my God. This woman just ripped this girl apart. And I hope she learned something from that. Because it was freaking awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us the last uh, 
10 minutes here. We had some obvious technical issues on my end because I kept getting alerts like you have no connection. Again, this is live. We thank you guys for tuning in with us. And um, we do want to say tomorrow we will be live recapping the single life part two of the tell all. Um, and next week, I think there's only a couple of episodes left of the season, isn't it? There are only a couple of episodes left because this was episode 10. Yeah, so I think they were, they're going to 14, 13 or 14. We still have to confirm those details. But we just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to check out anchor.fm slash CQP moments. And of course, other episodes on a little bit of everything with me. And don't forget to check back tomorrow. Bye, guys. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. Yeah. And you're you listening, are to, listening to, to a little, little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.